You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. Uh, Sid Talk's very cold uh, today. She's just you mean rem- cold, emotionally distant, or I'm actually frigid and freezing cold, like Both. temperature. <laughs> oh, you was just you, you was that just, is not accurate. Actually, you you was just remarking how um, remarking. I'm <laughs> remarking right? how cold I am. <laughs> how cold? And you, you were pointing out that I have no fringe, as you British like to say. Yeah, you you've got a bit of a. Uh... Yeah, I pulled my hair up on my forehead like all the way, and then I noticed blatantly that one eye is like smaller than the other. <laughs> I'm sure nobody cares about that. Not really. So, um, <laughs> welcome to the. Uh, this is actually the first show of 2009. No joking this time. Really? Um, it's Sunday, January the 4th. And uh, it's after the show number 51. And this week, we're going to be looking at the movie Ghost Town, which is a 2008 release. wonder when we're going to get our first 2009 release movie. Probably in. Not this 2010. week. <laughs> <laughs> um, this DVD is released last Sunday, December the 28th. Uh, it's out on DVD and Blu-ray. We took a look at the Blu-ray, and if you stay tuned, we will be giving a DVD copy away at the end of the show. Is stay look. tuned accurate these days? Are they tuned in to us, do you reckon? Stay connected. <laughs> if you stay connected... Don't hit pause. Um, so yeah, we'll be giving a copy away at the end. Uh, and I want to thank uh, DreamWorks and Paramount, and you're going to tell us what Ghost Town is all about. I keep wanting to say Ghost World. Right, but, but it's not Ghost World. It is Ghost Town. Um, a prick of a di- dentist is very uh, self-absorbed and doesn't like people. He has a procedure a having, to do with, having to do with his uh, anal <laughs> nice. region. A colonoscopy, is that what it's called? Or is that the woman one? I don't know. Anyway, something to do with his his back hind quarter. And during that procedure, something bad happens to him. And after that, he can then see dead people. As in, they're ghosts. Is this like the sixth sense? And they're... No, nothing like the sixth sense. And then, uh, you know, he comes across Greg Kinnear, whose character was married to a woman in the prick dentist's building... And he thinks he has fun to finish business with her, and then the thing, the comedy and the heartwarming story begins. <laughs> nice. You should. That should be on the back of the box. And, that cause, rambling. Because whatever is on the back of the box won't be won't be as good as that. That's good. That's good. So, um, this is Ghost Town. I want to just say what I think. Um, it's a romantic comedy. No, you can't say what you think. It's it's a romantic comedy. It's not usually up my alley, but Ricky Gervais is a... I'm a big fan of Ricky Gervais. Let me just say I was watching Ricky Gervais this morning. It's my second dose of him today. Correct. Um, And overall, you know, just as a quick off the top for this movie, for me, it's not laugh out loud funny at all, I didn't think. I laughed a few times. It's not for me at all. It's not... um, it's quite touching in some ways. It's pretty well made. I feel like I've seen it before somehow. I don't know what that's all about. Oh, about a thousand times? Yeah. Um, there are no original love stories anymore. No, no ghosty I mean, things too. What was the other ghosty one with ghosty things like... Um, where What's-Her-Face died and she was in the yeah, fridge in and the stuff? Yeah, in the fridge, yeah. Um, that was another legally romantic Legally blonde woman. Ghosts. Yeah, I don't remember that was called, but yeah, that I had. Yeah, obviously you have memories of that one. Um, Ricky Gervais is really fun. Is the best part of the movie for me. Um, I think he's overworked. I think he overworks everything personally. What does that mean? I don't know. I just feel like he he tries too hard to be not be funny, and then in the process trying to be. Tries hard to not be funny. Tries hard to be not be funny. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't either. But like, there's too much um the... I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I like him. I liked it. I laughed out loud a few times. I disagree with the not laughed out loud part. I do agree with the non-original aspect. Because, it's, I mean, but how are we going to come up with the, an original love story? 
as much as people might scoff at this, Napoleon Dynamite was one of the more original love stories kind of story movies that I'd seen in a long time. That's why I think I liked it so much because it was see, I different. Don't this is just a regurgitated. I was going to say I don't hundred percent see this as a love story, even though there's some elements of that. It's more of a what do you call it? Like a not a cautionary tale, like a <laughs> getting you to look, getting you to look at something from a different perspective. Mm-hmm. And yes, there is a love thing in there, but it's not what you think. Cautionary tale is a good way to yeah. put it because he sees ghosts. And these people have things that need to be resolved, and he's a prick. And it's about life, and he's a jerk, and you know. And the the deal, you know, he has to come to a realization at some time that being like he is what is the point in that you know and that's the whole deal of the yeah. movie isn't it really so I don't really it's not quite like uh, the other one what we were just talking about with Reese Witherspoon it's not like that but that's a straight up love story what was that other one with Keanu Reeves Keanu Reeves hmm don't know it's a ghosty thing are you sure yeah totally it was awful you mean the one with the two year difference in the mailbox yeah thing? what was that's that that's not a about? ghost thing I thought there was ghosts in that. That was like a time-space continuum thing with uh, Sandra Bullock and him. I never saw it, but they made fun of it on uh, Family Guy, so I kind of... You did see it. No, I've never seen it. How did I see it, then? I don't know. Summer Cabin or The Cabin or The Lake? The Lake. I think it was The Lake, maybe. Or was that the one about the giant crocodile? <laughs> Very similar. Always looking it up. Um. I mean, it's not, like you said, every story that's got... A ghost coming back to haunt somebody or follow somebody around is about the same thing. They've either done something wrong and bad in their life and they want this person to help resolve it. Or someone else has done something wrong and bad or has a problem and this person who can happen to see them needs to help them resolve it. I don't know how else you could approach a ghostly kind of a story. Sweet November. That wasn't a ghost story. I guess it wasn't. There's no, some, it wasn't at all. That, was... that, some, that had some... Yeah, no, no. That was, um... What's her face? Blondie. Canaries and Charlie's. Charlie's their own, where she takes in a different man every month. It wasn't yeah. good at all. Yeah, I don't remember it. I, I, I don't know why I thought that ghost. Maybe I'm thinking of a mixture of between that and the one with the mailbox. Maybe. You know? But, yeah, um... This movie, I... Think it's just... It's almost throwaway for me. Mm. Like, I... Like... Okay, I've seen that one. It has a lot of good moments. I will give it... I will actually say that. Because there are a lot... I love Taya Leone. I think she's uh, unbelievably captivating to me. I've thought that since the first time I ever saw her in any movie or TV show ever. I love looking at her. I love listening to her. She's got like this authentic... I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to use any stupid buzzwords about her. Buzzword is a buzzword too. But I mean, I just love watching her. I think she's... I would love to see her in more leading roles. Really. Because in this one, she's not so much the goofy, funny person as she is a lot of times in movies. She's kind of the straight man, sort of, so to speak, against Gervais's awkwardness, I think. What do you think of her? I mean, um, I won't get she to the She's nothing to me, really. She's alright. Oh, you're having one of those days again, aren't you? That's great. You have these days where, like, nothing will impress you at all. No, uh, Ricky Gervais impresses me a lot in this movie. No, but he says throwaway. The movie in general. I'm not saying it's a bad movie. I'm saying it's fine. It's a fine movie to rent, watch on a Friday night or whatever. But I don't think you'd be rushing to own it. Do you know know what I'm saying? Why? Um, I mean, if you love love stories and you love Ricky Gervais. I don't think I would watch it over and over again. I think that's what I'm getting at. Right. I don't think it's a bad movie at all. I think it's well made. I think it's a bit What's on the unappealing ho- to you. Bit on the Hollywood side for me. You know, it's not unappealing. I didn't. I've not said this. You said it's a throwaway. So I think throwaway doesn't think. mean. I'm throwaway just. I'm, what I'm saying is throwaway. I think, I think people listening will interpret that as a very big negative. It's a throwaway movie. So you may want to find a different word. Um, right. <laughs> like, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, throwaway means, ugh, it's just crap, I don't want to watch it. No, that's not what I mean. I mean, right. throwaway as in, yeah, it's fine, watch this movie, but... So you're neutral, basically. You didn't dislike it and you didn't like it. Um, yeah, exactly, right middle of, right in the middle. It's not a bad movie, but it's not a good movie either. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And uh, I was, 
I'm a big fan of Ricky Gervais, so I was thinking that will elevate this over a lot of other romantic comedies. But I don't even think that. I don't think it did. And I disagree because I found it well, better good. than yeah, average. It's good that you have a different opinion because then we get two different opinions of a movie, which is great. One right, pointing at myself, Nine. and one incorrect, yeah. <laughs> pointing at. Because for me, I thought having Ricky Gervais in would raise it higher for me. And if Ricky Gervais wasn't in that role, it was just you know who else. Anybody. Yeah. And then you would totally not be into it. Yeah, exactly. It wouldn't strike me at all. It was just because Ricky Gervais was in it for me. And a lot of people, with Ricky Gervais in the main role, it won't do it for them. Because Mm -hmm. Ricky Gervais is a a quiet taste, you know. Um, Americans are not 100% familiar with him. You know, he's had a bit of success on HBO with extras. But Yeah, I think that if you hadn't watched, because we've watched him from... Off the Office, extras, his stand-up comedy. Um, we've watched all that, so you get to know him. We also listened to his podcast for as long as it was on, so you got to know his style and kind of get his wit a little bit and his little weird quirkiness about him. Though he's got some little almost social tics and stuff about him, like you, you really it is like you. That's a perfect way to say it. Acquired taste because if you were just coming at this without ever mm. having seen him or known him, you wouldn't know why his little oddities. You, are if, if you don't know him at all, you would be like, you wouldn't know who he was whatsoever. Yeah, you'd be like, why is this guy the lead? And Greg Kinnear is the. <laughs> you wouldn't know he was the creator role. of The Office, even would you? Right. I mean, as a normal average American, probably won't know that. Oh, but we'll tell them right now. He's the creator of The Office. Yeah. Um, now, the TV show, not The Office. So, not so he's so he's in, you know, if it was a, Brit- a small British movie, I can, um, you know, it fits perfect because like he's a, he's very famous in Britain. But it's not. It's a Hollywood movie, right? And and yeah, a lot of British stars move into Hollywood uh, roles. But I don't see how. America, would it be off the just like oh so Americans who've seen extras or The Office on BBC America? This is that guy. He's going to be, you know, is that? Yeah. Is there enough people like to put? I don't know if that was the director's intention because it sounds to me like he wanted. You know, he's done all those big movies before Indiana Jones and stuff like that, writing the screenplays and stuff. Yeah. Maybe he just wanted to stick somebody. I think you know, maybe that is a good reasons. choice for that role. Don't Good you? Um, no, I mean, if I had to choose people for that, I think Ricky Gervais pulled that role off really well. Like, mm-hmm. you know, because he is a bit of a dick anyway. And he's a recluse. He doesn't like. He has a problem with socializing with people. He says, and, and he's very irritating. He's and very. He's, he's like Kevin bit, Smith. Very um, uncomfortable with himself. Yeah, very. And he's got a little OCD about him. With doesn't people like and things. Doesn't like being overweight. It kind of bothers him, but he. <laughs> he is, and you know that kind Yucks of thing. Yucks it up, yeah. Yeah. So I think he was a good choice. I think he's a lot funnier than this movie is. Because we've seen him in... Actually, I thought it was really good because he was so refrained, so restrained in a lot of the moments. Like in the very beginning, when the other dentist comes in and Atten saying, you know, we just had our baby. And he's like, he, you know, he's like, my wife and I just had our baby. And he's oh, like, he's and... Just- and he was really good, like, didn't pull it, like, wasn't, like, overly dickhead or any or, like, goofy about it. He was actually really good. And I actually really relate to that character. Like, thinking that most people are annoying yeah. and... Do you know what I'm saying? And like, I guess that's the hook here, isn't it? That he hates people, and then of all the humans, for dead people to be able to communicate with, and they're very needy, and they need help, and they're need attention and he's it and he hates everybody and so I know that yeah but all I'm saying is that character like most people would be like oh that's a horrible character but I actually think that's I can understand that character yeah totally because like people are just a pain in the ass aren't they oh you're I mean not all people not you, not you people listening to this show because you're all great but you know what I'm saying <laughs> and not me I'm hoping that's no. why you're married to me and I'm married to you because we don't like most anybody you know what I, I, but yeah, I'm totally. most people would loathe that character I, uh, you are preaching to the choir and, and you know the filmmakers are saying this is a character you should loathe you should loathe somebody who doesn't like people no yeah. you shouldn't but that the, you know the way the film's coming across oh, is yeah. that guy has to change because that's just not a good way yeah. to be is it but perhaps you know what is a good way to be See, that's that's one of the things uh, that I was You can was keep thinking. to yourself, but you don't have to be a prick. I think that's fair. Yeah. And he was a prick. 
because he was... He, he wasn't really. He was just really well, to himself. Well, you know, to sneak... To, to yeah, like, close the out. elevator door and take the cab. And well, when like the that. dentist at the beginning is saying, like, do you want to come and have some champagne with us? And he's, like, you say he's just... Yeah. He's just basically, like, not really, not really. And then he's, like, sneaking out the door all sneaky, like, you know. Doesn't want to be bothered with the social... So, yeah, anything. he is a bit of a dick. But, um, in general, you know, romantic comedies aren't my thing. But I can honestly say I had... You know, I was thinking it, I'd like it a lot because of Ricky Gervais. But I honestly say, I'm thinking of other romantic comedies we've seen recently. And I had more fun watching Baby Mama, to be honest. <laughs> and that's not my kind of movie either. Do you know what I mean? I yeah. had a lot more fun with that one. This one does have a real good heart to it, though. You, like, knocked up. Yeah, I just thought that this was... Um, Do you feel it was a little bit too polished? It wasn't... It was a little bit... Do you, you know, know when I, mean? I say Hollywoody, mm -hmm. Like too much like it's a little bit too much it's very everything's compartmentalized like as you know when when you see stuff go, the way some of these kind of comedies not just comedies even a lot of films start to go along you can feel a script do you, do you yes. get what I, I know like, exactly what you mean like you like it's not natural it's like Something that's very written, like yeah, a, very written, very yeah. theatrical, very actor. I think that's the problem, the and yeah, and, and a lot of like, you know, movies with like Sleepless in Seattle's like that, and see, I, that's why I like Leone in it so much because I don't feel like she follow. She's not. She's like the ah oh, when I see her and she starts talking. She's not. But Greg Kinnear is very. It's like squeezing toothpaste written. out of a tube. You know, they're all, like, pressured to but be, that, like, this it's perfect It's totally level. how I feel that some movies come across like that, and this one does. I'm not saying it's bad, though, because the, the actual message that it's... It's, it's nice. It's not... It's not um, I'll say one of the stories that touched me the most was some of the ghosts are construction workers, and they're hanging around because they need to tell the crane operator who was operating this crane and some a big piece of metal or something fell on these three guys and killed them, the crane operator feels like it was his fault. They know that it was actually something wrong with the machinery, but this guy's living with the guilt of this. And so that was one of the most... To me, that was the most touching story, that this guy's going through his life thinking he, he you know caused these three guys to die, and they're trying to tell him that it wasn't... Him and yeah, and there, so that's a nice story. There are, there are a lot of um, you can make a whole story out of that. I did, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> and that's a, one of the reasons these ghosts hang around, and, and Ricky Gervais has to well decide whether or not he will help them, and he won't. That <laughs> is, he's a prick. He doesn't want to help anyone. But um, like I say, that that was the maybe that I think I've just identified the problem for me. Is it all felt very written? And I think that's just... Mm -hmm. I don't think that's bad writing. I just think that's the way some films are. Like, it's just that's how it gets made. It's like... And that's what appeals to This is to what's people. on the page. That's what people you, respond to. You say what's on the page. We don't... We just do... And I disagree with that. I don't think... I think there was a lot of ad-libbing going on. But what didn't it's feel not, like It's it. not like a... Not like Forty Year Old Virgin. No, or not like, like that. Not and and that. those, those, funnily enough, feel more natural, even though they have got a Hollywood edge to them. They're not. But this one. So basically, you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> well, that one's Hollywoody, but it isn't, and this one's too Hollywoody, but but those are, but they aren't. Well, I don't know, even know what Hollywoody means. You know, I know what you to, mean. No, I don't. I do. So that's what I'm saying. Um, but this one, is it? Does it? Is it? It feels slightly forced sometimes. A little bit, yeah. Like I think it's what I said to you about Kevin Smith's new movie, um, the Zach and Mary one. It's like here's the here's the situation we need to be at. Here's the f steps to get there, and let's do let's do that like as quick as possible to get the audience. And this movie doesn't start off very original, like. Some some people putting an air conditioner in a window, and you kind of see that scene happening, and then you see Greg Kinnear walking down the street. It's obvious two and two is going to come together, and then it kind of doesn't go like you think, and then it does go like you think. You know what I mean? It, all that stuff, I just can. It. I felt like I'd already seen that part, so when it all happened, I was like, "Oh, okay." Do you hmm. know what I mean by that? 
Yeah, but it sounds like you're being kind of extra hard on it. Like, that's just telling the beginning of a story, isn't it? Like... No, I felt like I'd seen that part before. I didn't... I've not seen the trailer or or nothing for this movie. I know, but what I'm saying I actually predicted exactly what was going to happen in my brain. Of course, that's how movies are. Well, no, because I don't predict movies A lot of movies are. No, no. This... And I'm not being hard, because I said this movie's actually pretty good, right? No, mm. <laughs> you said it was a throwaway. Throw- that you could and do I ex- without and it. I did explain yeah, the yeah. throwaway. I mean, we don't need to explain it again, but I did explain the throwaway. It doesn't mean exactly what you think it means. Um, I was saying it was... You're really red, by the way. Like, I know, because I scrubbed my face really hard before I came look, in here. Look like, I washed my face. like you're going to have a high blood pressure. Did, oh, no. no, I'm um, all right. It's just that I scrubbed my face. So, no, I, I'm not, I, I, I actually recommend this movie if you like romantic comedies. I would say You know, yes. over, over, like, I've seen a lot of romantic comedies. I'm not saying this is better than them. I actually felt like it went on a bit more of, I mean, it was... It had like it had some weight to it, you know. What I mean, there are a lot of different scenes, and you go through a lot of different things. I didn't feel like it was like snap, 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 and we're done. I mean, I was into each different section of the movie. I mean, I I enjoyed it, but I have some of the same things as you. That it was a little bit overly. Everybody's in a little pigeonhole too, you know. Like there's a dentist, and there's a archaeologist, and the. What? What? Explain to me how you wouldn't have that in a movie. The characters are who they are, and they... I don't know. There's just something. Some movies I feel like I buy everything, and then some movies I don't. I think that's... I bought bought Ricky Gervais as a dentist. Kind of. Don't think he looked like he knew what he was doing when he was doing the dentist parts, but there again, he's not a dentist, right? He's an actor, yeah. Not not even an actor. Oh, true. (laughs) He's just a stand-up comedian, right? Um, Well, he... Is he? Yeah, he, I guess he is an actor. He did The Office for three years. True. I mean, you, you were an actor, right? Yeah, true. Um, but, and the last third of the movie, I thought, was a lot better than the rest of it. Mm. And it's not because of re- any resolution or anything. It's just, I thought, I kind of like the more... It kind of settled down a little bit from the... It didn't have to be as wacky. Yeah. And it was more, let's... This is the message of the movie. It, I think the message of the movie all came across kind of like towards the tail end of it. Almost. Hmm. And I like the way it finished. Which yeah. they... Yeah. I actually really liked it. In fact, that might have been my best... The best scene in the entire movie was the last ten seconds. I just thought that was really <laughs> meaningful, that part. Right. And that's a good thing, right? Get to the, that's the point... I don't know. I think it's. I think just listening to you and knowing you and listening to every single movie you talk about. Some days it's just your mood. And mine too. I'm just saying. Some days you look at movies different on one day than you would on another day. You, you know no, I'm mean? not. I'm not. The funny thing is, you keep saying to me yeah. that I'm being hard on this movie, but I'm actually not because I just said I, I recommend this movie if you like romantic comedies. Ricky yeah, I think Gervais you t- is I really think you good. Talked in yourself it. into it <laughs> from no, the beginning to no, now. No, I've not. Well, I'm, that's how I started. Uh, that's what I was saying. But you know, some people would say Sleepless in Seattle is the ultimate movie. They'd watch it a million times. I actually think that's throwaway too because I watch it once. Seems throwaway. In my in my opinion, no. Like I, think the I same. explained earlier what throwaway means. Yeah, I know. And we're but going I'm saying. in circles here, but um, I think it's, you know, I, I watched Sleepers in Seattle once, that's enough for me. Like, but you actually didn't like it at all. You said, you've said, ugh. It was I like, actually fell asleep. There you go. <laughs> that's how good it was. Right. So in this one, I know people who would like it. I mean, I think I know people who would appreciate the, the style of it. I don't know that they would like Ricky Gervais, though. That's my... They'd be like, who's this guy? People who don't watch The Office, who don't have any idea. And, I think that, like, and that's what I was getting at at the beginning of this, talking about this, was that I feel it was the right part, but I don't think I don't think 80% of America would would uh, identify with the... How uh, did it do in the box li- office? Not very good. A little fat, mm. Brit- a little fat British guy. He's, He's like not- kind of funny, you know? <laughs> Chubby British guy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um... Whereas, like, it could have been Mel Gibson or somebody that Americans would be like, 
Well, I don't think people like John Travolta. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I don't know. You know, somebody charming who's like everybody knows who it is. Like you know, yeah, Bruce Willis. I don't know Bruce Willis, the romantic yeah. comedy Bruce Willis. Maybe he's been in some. Which one, Hudson Hawk? No, uh, not romantic comedy. The last, uh, what was it called? The last nine yards or whatever nine yards. Do you think that was a romantic comedy? That was a romantic comedy. Really, I um, th- thought that was more like a farcy kind of like farcical mm. kind of. You know, I think it was a romantic comedy. Was if it? you look it up, I watched them both. Uh, they were both. Oh, I didn't see the second one. Both. Pretty. I like Amanda Pete, but that's about it. Yeah. So for this uh, Ghost Town movie, for me overall, I would say Rent for sure. I'm not. Yeah, I'd even probably a, wait. It's not a thirty dollar, right? Not a thirty dollar. No. Oh goodness, no. Um, definitely a rent. Or win it in a few minutes. Yeah, <laughs> it's definitely a rent for me. It's um. But, like, I'm not down on this movie, let me just say that, because you kept saying I was down. I'm not saying that at all. That's what you said, so I was trying to make you clarify it. Yeah, well, I'm not down on it at all. I actually think it was all well and good for what it is. Like, (laughs) do you know what I mean? But uh, the word throwaway is I would not pull it out again and put it in. If I've got a thousand movies to watch... It would be right down at the bottom of the... uh, (laughs) Because I've already seen it. You know Yes. I mean, I'd actually pull out... Enchanted before I pulled that one out. You did? See, so you liked Enchanted. Yeah, I thought that was a you romantic like comedy. Enchanted. A romantic comedy that was actually, you know, very Hollywoody. Very. But had some really funny moments because of its situation. That's what I thought. And I'm not saying this doesn't. It does. But <laughs> not as many. I, I can't. One thing is, I can't. I did. I, I, I sniggered about three times. And that was just because I kept seeing. Uh, David, some David Brent mannerisms. Right, yeah, yeah. Like, there's certain things he said, and I was like, and I'd watched The Office UK today, like, uh, and there was just a few things he said, I was like, oh yeah, you know. Like that's awkward, just, inappropriate yes, kind of things. So, um, that's Ghost Town. Uh, let's go into the uh, cast. Um, I think we have pretty much, haven't we? Yeah, you know what? Uh, there's a lot of people in this movie as ghosts and stuff. But but anyway, the three people, the three main people is Greg Kinnear as uh, Frank Herahuri. How do you say that? Oh, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, that guy. Frank <laughs> Herahuri. Herahuri. Um, Greg Kinnear's the dead guy ghost. Uh, Ricky Gervais is Bertram Pincus um, DDS. <laughs> he's, he's the dentist. Yeah. Uh, and Tia Leone is Gwen. And Cameron from oh, yeah. Ferris Bueller's yeah, Day Off. Oh my off. god, we just watched Ferris Bueller's Day Off yesterday and uh, there's Cameron as a dead guy. And uh, Cameron's name is, what's that actor called? And the, oh I don't know, I should know, Eric but I don't. Eric Judd or something? No, no. Um, and then the doctor who played his surgeon, the woman, she's really funny. I don't know her name either, but I liked her a lot. <laughs> you don't know. I'm trying to... I'm trying to find the names of her. Let my Cameron go. Yeah, Cameron. Uh, uh, how old would Cameron be? I don't know. 45? Yeah. Alan Rook. That's Cameron, right? Mm. Uh, yes, it is. Alan Rook. He, uh, 1956 he was born. No. Yep. Holy crap, he's my brother's age. Yeah. That's 50. I was going to say, I thought you looked older That's than... That's 52 or something. Yeah, there he is. I'm not doing the math right away, but... Um, yeah, so there isn't a lot of people. I mean, there's a lot of ghosts, but they're all, just, people, they're all just but... peripheral, uh, yeah. like, extras almost, you know? And everybody does a fine job. There's no, like, weirdness or low quality at all. I there's some special effects. A couple uh, of weird green screen ones, I thought. As yeah, soon really, as, as really. soon as one scene started, I'm like, okay, something is about to happen that's weird because the person in the foreground does not look like the background. It was like... Come I kept on. thinking to myself... If these are the only special effects you're doing, could you not do them just perfect? And I also kept thinking, um, okay, so when it started, okay, I know this movie's about ghosts. It's either going to have tons of special effects or it's they're going to leave them alone, you know, like and just not really do them so much. And they didn't do them a lot. No. They didn't have, like, weird... Um, see-through people wandering around all the time. No, no. Somebody walks through a door and a truck drives through somebody. So when, somebody. when the ghosts are just there, they're not all see-through like Empire Strikes Not like back. on the cover. They try to make it look no, like... No, they're not like... So it, and that's better. Yeah, I think yeah. it would have been annoying as hell if they... Totally. Because they didn't do it well. 
Do you know when Cameron's walking across the road and the the, yeah. the truck goes through him? It just looked really bad. Like, it did. Like a Photoshop. Like, it's like, like 1995. Yeah, like from Ghostbusters, actually. Like, because Ghostbusters yes. doesn't have the best stuff, does it? Like that. That's but it was got. from its time. Yeah, exactly. And this was like... A, yeah. And I understand, it's probably a low-budget movie, this, in, in its... Yeah, but come on. It's 2008. I yeah. mean, it was 2008. So, yeah, there's not a lot to talk about in the cast, but everybody does do a good job. Um, it's a pretty polished movie. Taylor Leone's my favourite. Uh, the director's David Coep, and he... I think it's Keep. Is it? Yeah. K-O-E-P-P. Coep? I think it's Keep. Keep. I think K-E-E-P. So. Keep. No. You say it like that. Okay. So, David Keep. Um... I hope you're 100% right on that. Or David <laughs> Coep will be coming after us. Uh, he directed Stir of Echoes, uh, Secret Window, and he wrote Indiana Jones 4 recently. These are the last few. Mm. Secret Window was uh, the Johnny Depp one. Mm. Um, Stir of Echoes was the Kevin Bacon one. Both really good films. Um, Indiana Jones 4. They also listed a bunch of other ones in the extras that he had written. He's Big wrote loads of films. I was just writing what he, he's a director, so I was doing mm, what he right. directed. Right. I mean, people write films all the time, but when they, I always think if they, it's not their movie unless they do the whole thing, right? Yeah, pretty much. Like he wrote Indiana Jones Four, but that is to me, it's Steven Spielberg's movie. You know. Yeah, but he was on the set every day, though. Yeah. Steven likes to keep in touch with the writer. I'm sure. Um, like I know. Like I know this. But yeah, he uh, he he also. Um, wrote I will say that I like that it was very subtle there wasn't a lot of like like you said not a lot of special effects going on there wasn't it was a lot of up close and personal literally close up shots and a lot of one person right in the middle of the screen and he did say that he didn't want to yeah he just wanted the people to do their thing didn't want to like do all fancy camera work and there is none of that no no it's either two people or one person in fact it's almost like a sitcom like like pretty much matter of fact like here's a restaurant and here's the people and then they'll talk yeah, yeah. you know you know what I'm saying like yeah. a like a high budget sitcom like Friends or something like a it's not there's none of that fancy stuff apart from the lousy cheap ghosts yeah exactly but um I thought it was shot well and I thought it was really lit well and I thought it looked really in good in the high dev of it I mean yeah it, it was a crisp really looking movie clear, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah I mean Ricky Gervais like really close up. It's not. It's not the most glamorous thing to look. Nobody at. is. No, no. Everybody. I mean, even Taylorone. You see every wrinkle, every line. You yeah, see. I did notice that. I thought. I don't know when the last time I saw her was, but I thought, wow, yeah, she probably bad boys. Really. She's looking. You know, I thought, wow, yeah, she's. You know, this is ten years. I've probably not seen her for ten years. Mm. Is she still Duchovny's lady? Or is I don't she, know. Duchovny's been through all kinds of. I don't know. Probably not. I would say. I have no idea. But yeah, I think they had kids I won't together. I speculate didn't they? on their personal. They had life. kids together. Um, I don't know. I actually then they had like four kids or something. Um, I don't watch E Entertainment. Oh, I just read IMDb. <laughs> Anything that's on there is gospel for me. Uh, <laughs> oh my god, that's not something you want to admit to the I world. I definitely don't. Watch, I definitely do not watch E Entertainment. <laughs> um, I did have E Channel on the other day for something. Oh, I can't even remember. So I was Go watching next something. Door. Maybe. <laughs> a Girls Next Door Marathon. I bet that's what it was. Nice. Um, so, okay, so this is on Blu-ray and DVD. It's pretty bare bones, to be honest. Um, you can always tell the bare bones when there's no... Oh, that disc is so funny. It's the... It's just, um, like, grey. It's like the, there's nothing to it. It's basic... Yeah, and it's the same Eagle Eye last week. It's the same disc with yeah. Eagle Eye written on it. But um, there's not many extras either. Uh you get a commentary by David Keep or Coep <laughs> and Ricky Gervais. Uh, if you like listening to Ricky, yeah. there's you know another hour and a half of him to listen to. Probably putting himself down for a lot of the time. He's pretty jovial on the. He's always, yeah. always is. It's funny to listen to him. I feel he's actually, interestingly enough, they're doing a new series of podcasts, but you have to pay for them. Mm. And then the first one came out last week. It's him and Cal Pilkington. Um, they're available on iTunes. I was looking. By I wouldn't pay for a podcast. Three dollars if you, pay, if you paid me. Three dollars for an hour. Like, <laughs> it's ridiculous. It, yeah, it just doesn't seem. It sounds greedy, and unless they're giving it all to charity, 
yeah, if it was for cancer charity or whatever, I might subscribe to it, but not three dollars an episode. I'm like, that's crazy. When we, you we listen to hours and hours and hours of podcasts, and our podcast will free. always be free. Yeah, because we we don't do anything of our internet life for anything other than the pleasure of it. So back to the extras. The, this is the commentary. There's the making of Ghost Town HD feature, which is like a thirty-minute. Yeah, don't watch this before you watch. No, the it movie. ruins the entire movie. Oh my god, they go through the whole movie, so like everything, including the last scene, yep. including the story, the big resolution thing, include everything. Yep. <laughs> don't watch this until you've watched the movie. It's a nice documentary. Or it's... if you don't want to watch the whole movie, just watch that, and it'll pretty much wrap it all up. Yeah, you can. You can. Cut to the chase, uh, the 102 minute running time of the movie, you can knock that down to 30 minutes. <laughs> yep. by uh, there's the all, all the features are on the Blu ray disc are in HD. Uh, there's the Some People Can Do It in HD, which is basically a bloopers reel. No, basically, it's absolutely. Yeah, but I mean, they don't call it one, but Mm-mm. that's what it is. And then there's Ghostly Effects, which is the weirdest feature I've ever seen because it's like. No explanation. No, it just shows you the different. Um, what do they call it? Like the different layers of how they made special effects, like the truck driving through the guy, and it just had just shows the you know like the previs or the computer drawing of it, and then the person doing it, and the truck drive. You know, but there's no explanation. You just kind of have to figure it out for yourself. And you get the same extras on both. Uh... In the menus, just nothing. In, just, in fact, the interesting, interesting enough, um, the Blu-ray menu, which. Blu-ray menus are always fancy. There's no attempt to make it fancy. It looks like a DVD menu. Mm-hmm. Well, it pops up and stuff. Yeah, but on the main thing, it's that picture mm-hmm. with the with the words at the bottom, which is what the DVD looks like. I, I, it's um, I think I said about this. These two came out on the same day: Ghost Town and Eagle Eye. They both looked like they had very little effort made. <laughs> it was just like well, we got to get these two yeah. movies out. Maybe they didn't do so. Recoup well. some of our investment here. So um, that's that's it. That's yeah, not not much at all. It's a pretty bare bones disc. So for me, yes, it looks really good on Blu-ray. I've got to admit, like, uh, it's not the kind of movie where you would say, "Oh, I've got to get that on high definition," but it does look really it looks good. good. And in fact, some of and these, it's the whole yeah, it's, it's one the of those aspect um, ratio that fills the whole screen. Yeah, one of those ones with no letterboxing. Yeah, um, but widescreen, but really good. Like, and there's and you know, it's one of those kind of movies where there's a lot of close-ups of people's faces. A lot. So you really get. You know, Ricky Gervais's face so big, like sticking. I just kept thinking, "Wow, he's, how flattering!" He's got eye, eyeliner on. I can see eyeliner because <laughs> they make people up, don't they? For I he, think that's how he he's looks. also very pale. Like he is, he's pale <laughs> compared to when, every, when anybody else is with him. You're like, "Wow, English people are really pale," <laughs> and we are. <laughs> I'm kind of used to it. So. Yeah, but uh, unlike my face right now. <laughs> Uh, especially, yeah, especially when he was the nurse who had been in the fake tan thing. Yeah. <laughs> she was, like, yellow compared to what he looked like. But, um, yeah, that's the, uh, that's the, uh, ghost town. Yeah. And you say, um... I say watch it's, it. um... Catch it on pay-per-view. If you're gonna go rent some stuff, and you're gonna rent three or four, like, you know, these romance, comedies, light-hearted, whatever, I think it fits right in there. Yeah. I really do. I think I, I think you're uh, giving it the hard boot there. I just I've seen so many more that I prefer. If you know what I mean, mm-hmm. that's the only that's the only factor. So I I, work, I don't dislike it because there's enough things to like. Yes. Um, it's also one of the only movies, according to the trivia here on IMDb, to use the original recording of a Beatles record, which is you know the the sentimental song that they play in the middle. Because um, normally, for movies... Well, that's because all of a sudden, Beatles songs started getting all sold out, didn't they? They got used yeah. on X Factor, American Idol, um, all kinds of stuff. Just all of a sudden, in loads of commercials all of a sudden, I think that Mr. McCartney must be going broke. It says the Beatles' I'm Looking Through You is used in the movie. It's one of the very few occasions where the original version of a Beatles song has been used in a movie. So they normally, I guess they can normally get somebody to re-record it. I can honestly say I don't care at all about that fact. Well, doesn't, I... doesn't mean anything. Well, one thing that that sticks out is that's, I, that was always one of my favorite Beatles oh, songs. Oh, right. So, um, I didn't even notice it was a Beatles song. No? No. No. 
As soon as it, came, as soon as it came on, I was, <laughs> like, like, so I was like, oh, that's a good choice of music. <laughs> Especially for this movie, obviously. I didn't I'm looking it. through you. Yeah, I didn't get it. Oh, it was oh. lost on you. I have to watch it again. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's Ghost World and... Um, that isn't Ghost World, that's Ghost Town. Ghost, Ghost World is a totally another movie. <laughs> um, a totally other movie. So, thank you to uh, DreamWorks and Paramount for the movie. And we've got to do our movie recommendations now. My movie recommendations on the Ricky Gervais tip. And just on the Sunday tip, because I've just actually watched um, The Office UK, which is how Ricky Gervais came to fame, really. Um, and The Office US, which is, you know based on Ricky Gervais's idea but a totally different thing I see them as two totally different things yeah so totally I agree I'm recommending both of those um, you can get them all on DVD and that's a big long watching session even though The Office UK was very short yeah it was way it was shorter than 14 episodes total was it really and I don't know what to recommend yet okay so should we leave that till the yeah. end alright so we're going to give away a copy of Ghost Town on DVD and you're going to make a question up on the spot. I thought we did the question last week. No, we did Eagle Eye last week. We gave that one away. Oh, wow. We've never done like two different no. ones in a row. Uh, question about Ghost Town. Okay, here's your question. In the movie Ferris Bueller's Day Off, what kind of car did they procure for the day? I'll tell you it's red. But we need the make and the model. Does it have to be that specific long string of... No, know? the make and the model will be fine. Right. Because it's, it's very specific. Though. Yeah, very specific. But uh, the make and the model will be great. And uh, send an email to ascoli at so com. So I can just say it's a Mini Cooper. Wait. Would that be sufficient? Make like and the, model. Yeah. Yes. All right. Cool. It's not a Mini Cooper. <laughs> no, I was going to say you could be wrong. <laughs> but that's fine. Make and model. And year. Make, model, and year. Yeah, and you send do it, need yeah, to. That's why model. I was saying be specific. Just those three. Make, model, and year. Um, send an email to ascoli at com with Ghost Town in the subject line. And what's that got to do with it? Oh, yeah, there is Cameron. a Cameron. Cameron. Let my Cameron go. That guy. Let my Cameron go. Yeah, we showed um, Ferris Bueller's Day Off to a 12-year-old yesterday. I think uh, you liked it. Do you think so? I don't know, like, 100%. I think that... I, I was trying you... to think, like... Because it means a lot to me, that movie. You know, obviously, because yeah. it, it has a certain thing in your head, doesn't it? When you see it, all that stuff is in your head. It, so that you've got to... You know, I think that if you, you watch You're looking it at again. it through rose-colored glasses. Like, I was just... Well, no, because I remember the first time I ever watched it, I was totally there. No, you know? I, yeah, I know, but we, we, we still are. We... we that's what I mean. I, I he would have the same kind of... I mean, we were older when we saw it, but I think if he were to watch it again on his own particularly, because there we are, laughing at stuff barely as it happens, not even because we know what's happening in the next five seconds, laughing and chuckling at it, and if he could just watch it alone and really get the whole thing of Ferris Bueller and taking the day off and, you know, what life is going to be like as a grown-up, all that stuff, I think he would really appreciate it. I'll show him all the classics. You know, Breakfast Club, Sixteen Candles, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Porky's. <laughs> Porky's, no. I don't think that's a classic. I, do, I think Animal House, actually. Is. Animal House, yes, that's a good yeah. one. You have to be a little bit older to see Animal House. Though. I don't think it's a 12-year-old movie. A little bit older, yeah. Um, not Definitely not a 12-year-old movie. You don't want to say, hey, you know, you know what you want to do when you're 12? Beer bongs and... No, that's not, but spy there are 12-year-olds doing it. Spy on girls getting undressed in the, in the you know, no, no. So, uh, you're not going to do recommendations until... Until it comes to me. Alright, so next week's uh, review... There's no recommendation. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah, that, well, that's good, because it's Cause linked with this movie. Really, it's, like, it's also linked with this movie. Yes, it's and it's actually really takes you back to a... That'll be my two recommendations. Fast Times at Ridgemont High and Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Just take a ride back to the 80s. And uh, next week, because there's romance and comedy and goofiness. And next week's uh, review is Death Race, <laughs> the 2008 Death Race, not the old Death Race uh, on Blu-ray disc, the unrated version. So Jason Statham, a lot different to Ghost Town, I'm sure. A little bit different, but and it's also our 52nd episode, which means what? Uh, That's one year. I think we should mark it with something. Like, well, we're going to do the. Uh, 
our is personal... the Oscar nomination? No, we no the Oscar nomination is be the week after. So we need to pick our top five movies of the year that we have reviewed. I think that would be perfect. Each individual. All right. I'm telling you, that's what we're doing. Yeah, I'd have to go back and look at them. Well, they're on a little site called ascully.com. It'd be pretty easy to go right down the list. Th- I'm trying to think how we will look at which ones were 2008. Just look at your podcast list. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, so... I, I know this is really, so techni- that, really highly technical So what we can do here. is we can be self-promoting. Um, we can... Go back and pick five... Are we going to pick five overall between me and you? No, Decide on you five, me five. All right, and then we can go back and say, listen to those podcasts. Well, I'm going to say which ones are my favorite of the year. That's it. And I can tell you now, There Will Be Blood will probably be in that <laughs> list. Yeah, right. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that'll, we'll do that next week. Because uh, 52. Like Actually. a deck of cards. Correct. It's 52 cards in a pack, right? Yes. Okay, so, yeah, Death Race next week. Now, other stuff. We've watched a few more movies this week, so I thought we would talk about them now. Yeah. The first one was Shooter. It seems a long time ago when we watched it, but it's actually this week. Yeah, it was. Just gone. So, we watched Mark Wahlberg's and Anton Fuqua, or whatever he's called, the, the director of Training Day. His latest uh, movie, uh, Shooter. It's about a sniper. What did you think of that one? I liked it. I mean, I... I actually really enjoyed it a lot. I liked it. I thought it was really well made. Yeah, really well made. Really solid. I mean, really good action and stuff. I felt a little bit of it was overly preachy, you know, when it comes to politicians and the heavy-handedness of how manipulative they are and how they really cause horrible things to happen in the world, which I'm not denying. I'm just saying it really hit hard with a, a message there near the end. Which I find sometimes to be a little bit like, you know. Can I, can I say what I really disliked about it? <clears throat> what I really liked and what I really disliked. I'll tell you what I disliked. I really liked... Nah, 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 nah. I really liked <laughs> Matt Wahlberg. thought he was really good in it. I really liked Kate O'Mara. I think she's really... That accent she did was really good. <laughs> That's not her accent. Oh, I disagree completely. Oh, I really like her anyway. I, I could she... have tossed her whole entire story out and it would have been See, I, I really liked her. I really hated Danny Glover. I think there's something wrong with his mouth. His mouth was... What was going on? No, it's just how he is. I I think you just haven't noticed. You just haven't noticed. Here's your ringtone for this week. He did a little mumbling. I have no idea what he was saying half the movie. I I felt like I needed to put subtitles on for him. Because he was lisping and spitting and... Oh, it was bad. I didn't quite see it that way. I think if you put on Lethal Weapon... And then put on this, and had them. It, in Lethal Weapon, he was completely coherent. There's something going on. But he's coherent. He's fine. He's just older and. I'm talking about mumbling. Yeah. Mumbling's incoherent, right? Well, I understood what he was saying, but it was definitely distinct. I didn't understand noticeable. what he was saying some other time. Oh. That's how mumbly it was. <laughs> um, so, and I didn't even think he did a good job, to be honest, in that role. He was just calling it in. Yeah, totally. You know. Um, but I really liked the movie. I thought it was, um, it's like a two hour, it's totally action packed. There were some really good action scenes, like especially the, be- I love the beginning part with the, when mm-hmm. they were in the actual conflict. Yeah. As snipers. You don't really see snipers in movies. That's one of the things I, I mean, you might see some snipers in a movie, but it's never their story. They're enemy, just peripheral. Enemy at the gate? Yeah, there there are some sniper movies, but it's pretty rare. Like, and when you do see, I guess um, people think that's not really where the action is. Some guy yeah. who sits there for buried under a sits there for camouflage. three months pissing in his pants and stuff, and then shoots somebody. Um, I guess Jarhead they were snipers. But yeah, yeah, yeah. And see, I real I really like Jarhead too because Jarhead um, is a war movie without any action. Hardly. There's like nothing, is there? But it's really good. Like, yeah. That was one of the... But there were snipers. But I can't think of movies that focus on the snipers. And I thought this one was well done. But I think you're right with the heavy-handed message. Yeah. But... They, the characters became caricatures. But more. it was but it was good. I, I, could, I would definitely recommend that one. Ned Beatty always creeps me out. And I can't explain why. He just does. Yeah. And, uh, and then the other movie we watched... Well, we watched three, but the other movie we watched was Burn After Reading, which is the latest Coen Brother movie. 
Um, I absolutely loved that one. I mean, loved it. Um, loved it. I thought it was, you know, obviously they did No Country for Old Men. This isn't like that movie. No, and I think if people say whatever they say negative about it, it's because they don't get it. So that's I don't know fine. If people have said negative about this one. It's yeah. got two Golden Globe nominations. Yeah, but that's different people. That's not average people. Well, I think <laughs> it's it's perfect. It's just like, you know, it's it's a Coen brother movie, it's totally. It's it's like um It's not as Cohen as say wherefore art thy brother. You know, no, what I mean? but it's, it's not like, like Barton that. Fink or um Not even that. It's not that outrageous. It's very or Fargo even. It's that kind of It's a little more Fargo and a lot less Barton Fink and But they can but do uh They're pulling into like getting that quirkiness into people and still having like a groundedness about And there's just some brilliant performances. John Malkovich, fantastic. Yeah, really and, fantastic. Uh, George you know, Clooney. Excellent. Everybody. Brad Pitt. Yeah. I think Brad Pitt runs away with it. I think he, <laughs> the character he plays is just like, the second he comes on the screen, you think, well, this is going to be a little bit goofy. And then it's like, instantly you're like, okay, I understand yeah. this yeah, now. Yeah, I know this guy. I yeah, know yeah. this guy. And, I, and we decided... And Francis McDormand is really good, too. We I mean, decided Brad Pitt's character is the grown-up version of Floyd from True Romance. It no, totally like, is, it, isn't it? I mean, it, it's the it, same like manner. He stopped smoking pot, and he got out of the apartment and decided to become, like, a health and fitness buff, and now he's, like, all into it, like, totally. So, yeah, um, I'd totally recommend Burn After Reading, and we'll have a review of that mm, cool. um, at the end of the week from our other reviewer, Squiddy. Ooh, that'll be interesting. So that'll be interesting, because it's not our opinion, it's his. Um... But you've so if heard, his is different from ours, he's wrong. Yeah, he's wrong. And you've just heard our opinion. We love it. So, And then the third movie we watched, which was another movie that totally... This one blew me away completely. Into the Wild. Oh, yeah. Um, now, this was a movie from last year. It's directed by Sean Penn. It's And written. The screenplay yeah, it's is based on a true story about... Well, I, won't, I don't really want to spoil it, but um, it stars... The girl next door guy. <laughs> speed racer guy. Yeah, speed racer. <laughs> that guy. Yeah. I always forget his name. But um, I totally thought it was amazing. It was a long film, really it's very long. very long, but it's worth... It's, I love long movies. I think they're well worth the time. Yeah, and we watched Burn After Reading and Into the Wild in one big long session. Yeah, we did. It? <laughs> it was good. Um, so I, I recommend those three in the order. Into the Wild first, then Burn After Reading, then Shooter, I think. But... um. I thought, you know, it's pretty cool to see those. Um, games I've been playing, uh, Banjo and Kazooie Nuts and Bolts a little bit. <laughs> it's kind of fun. I'm not 100% into it fully. But this one that I've got into today, I um, started playing it yesterday, is called Dead Space. Now, this was a game that came out in November, during a big glut of yeah, I was gonna games, say, back in the and I game. kind of like got it and... There were so many other games coming out, like Rock Band 2 and Gears of War. I never actually put it in. So, like, this weekend, you know, all the games that came out, I've kind of almost done with them all now. So I was looking for something new to play. And I thought, oh, Dead Space, I've not played that. I actually think it's really good. Like, it's like Resident Evil meets... Doom. Doom 3. Um... It really reminds me of Resident Evil a lot because it's got that third person over the shoulder view. Mm-hmm. The graphics are amazing. I mean, looks I, really I think good. That, I totally think that crazy it's, suit you wear is really bizarre. Because he's a the main character you play is a an engineer. Um, you're not like a space marine soldier guy. No, but no, see, this got is what's like interesting. Bizarre... About, yeah, well, it's a welding mask and like a welding uniform because he he fixes. Um, oh. He fixes. Uh, Space, you know, the, like the robot on Wally that goes outside to weld stuff on. He's a guy who does that weld stuff on the outside of space stations. So you're just in this. So you're not this big burly um, space marine who's really good with a gun. You're a engineer guy who uses his tools as weapons. Like you don't actually have like super guns. You have like welding appliances and stuff, and you adapt them. So it's cool. It's a good. It's a good idea feels pretty the game the gameplay everything about the gameplay is like really solid but the actual story feels like really generic yeah. that's the problem I think with it if there was a problem but the game feels good overall I'm about halfway through now um, 
And I think I've got about 8 hours on the clock, so it's probably not a very long game either. Like, less than 20 hours. But I recommend it. Um, and the third game we've been playing is uh, Auditorium. Which you can play for free at playauditorium.com. That's P-L-A-Y-A-U-D-I-T-O-R-I-U-M.com. I'll put that in the show notes because you're not going to remember it. <laughs> um, you can explain that one if you like. People know how to spell play auditorium. Yeah. Um, you want me to explain it? Yes. Well, you played it. Yeah, I played you it. Played it's it hard to through. explain. You have little stanzas, music stanzas sitting around on the screen. And then you have these directional forces that you can move around, like moving left, right, up, down, and, and some kind of sonic thing. I can't figure it out yet. Nucleus of an atom or whatever. Then you have like this flow of energy, which is like music, basically, and it's coming from some point on the screen. It's shooting in one direction. And you use these directional bubbles that you move around to redirect the energy into the stanzas. And then that fills them up with music, and music starts to play with each one you fill up. And when you get the flow going correctly and hitting all of these stanzas, then you go on to the next level. And it um, sounds lovely, and it's very relaxing. It's like an arty kind of... Yeah. Um, you know what? What's, so you know what's, inter- what's really interesting about it, for me, is like, when you look at it, it's kind of abstract to look at, but you immediately know what to do without being told anything. Hmm. Did you find that yourself? Yeah. Like, well, like you told me, so I didn't have a chance to not know. But even still, <laughs> even still, I was watching Austin play it today because I let him play. I didn't tell him nothing. I just saw him sit there. It's like immediately obvious what to do. Now that's good game design for me because you don't have to have like loads of text saying, "Do you know what this is?" Or this and yeah, this it's is obvious, that. and then it isn't because then you're then you get into it and you're like, "Oh crap, I don't actually know." So it's about exploration, yeah, but yeah. like the actual the interface. It's simple and is and you immediately get oh okay I can move that and that's doing and I can that. make it bigger and yeah. yeah so I really recommend it and it's free to play now it is a demo but it's you know it's a good hour and a half's worth of stuff if you you yeah. probably played it for an hour and a half didn't you it's four le- four levels basically with five yeah it's a rip off you just get going and then they cut you off yeah and it is going to be a full game they're gonna apparently they're gonna put it on the iPhone. And they want it. They want it on consoles, and they also want it on PC. But um, and then there's another game, which we'll probably talk more about next week: World of Goo, mm. which uh, you'll 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 probably be talking about it next week because um, <laughs> we have to play it. We've played a little bit this week, but not enough to really talk about it. So uh, we've also got an email from a reader. Um, nice. Which I will have to a reader uh, or a listener. Uh, I'll say a listener. <laughs> anyway, it's uh, we get I get emails from people all the time, but this guy always catches my eyes. I always find his uh, emails very funnily put because he's an English guy like me. Um, but he sent me this um, link to like these mashups, but the link wouldn't work. I wanted to go and listen to them today, and it the link's just oh. not working. So. If I can get that, I'm going to keep this in my inbox. And next week, if I can get those links, the link—it's an AOL video link, but the page says "page not displayed" or something. Um, anyway, he was saying that he—he he would yeah. have emailed this link to Sid Talk, <laughs> but since I mentioned a hatred of uh, after the show slash Sid Talk show fans. <laughs> <laughs> And that she delete she deletes all that email. I figured you'd be a better bet. So See, what? you poisoned them against <laughs> me. That's so cruel. I don't hate them. And he also said thank you for the home theater screen building instructions because he's going to try it himself later this year. I can highly recommend that project because it works brilliantly, doesn't it? You just have to spend a little bit of time on it. But I was, you know, we've got photos up on Flickr if you ever wanted to see it, and we've also got the guide on the on the site if you click on home theater at the top. Mm-hmm. Um, I built that. And he by also the way. wanted to say thanks for me recommending the Girl Next Door mm. movie because he had it sat on his shelf since last February, and he only just got around to watching it. He said it's not the American pie-esque teen movie boobs and booze fest he was expecting. Not that that was the reason he bought it. Honest gov. Yeah, sure. He says it was a cracking film that falls into my keeper category, which I totally agree with. 
uh, rather than a renter. And he says, thanks for the tip, I'll take your recommendations seriously in the future. So, The Office. Fabulous. You've probably already seen it if you're an Englishman. Probably. So, yeah, thank you, uh, Rob. Uh, and he also Maybe sa- he hasn't seen Ferris Bueller. He also Day says Toodle Pip at the, at the end, which is really funny because uh, work, one of yeah. your co-workers always that's says Toodle Pip to me, thinking, thinking that that's pip. funny. Thinking that that's really funny. You don't say that. You don't say cheerio. You know why I don't say it? Because I'm not from the, ni- the 1840s. I'm not a <laughs> chimney sweep. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I've not got... He called you governor and said... Yeah, he must bit. be from the 1840s. <laughs> and, uh, I've or got, from London. I've got a pick London? a pocket. I've not got a pick a pocket or two. <laughs> a spoonful of sugar doesn't help the medicine go down, etc., etc. <laughs> so, so, you th- do say mate a lot. I do, I do say mate, but I think that's a Manchester thing. Um, oh no, I think it's all over, isn't it? Yeah, I think it is, mate. <laughs> What's really funny is I have what would um, I have a little? Is he a? Ne- it's not my nephew. Um, He's your nephew. Auntie Dorothy's little cousin. I have a cousin who's step cousin, like fourteen, and he calls me mate all the time. It's really funny. Like on the, even on the hey, Xbox Live, he's like, "All right, mate. All right, mate." But yeah, it's funny. Um, so, thank you, Rob, for sending the email. I always like emails off people. And, yeah, yeah. And when we, I'm yeah, don't send them to me because I don't want them. I don't want them at all. I'm assuming that <laughs> I'm assuming that this link when we get it to work is going to be interesting because it's about movies uh, and it's some guy who's put together clips of sound from movies to to make a story. All right. Do you, like yeah, a, yeah. Um, so I'm really interested in listening to one of those apparently he's done quite a few of them like a series of them but that's got to be time consuming A and B difficult yeah you know yeah put together your own database unless you work somewhere where they have access to that yeah so like you know yeah, if we can get it to work maybe we can play a clip from it next week Ooh, nice. on our special show um, so that's all those things out of the way what is uh, your I don't really have anything it says on there, what's for dinner? What's for supper? We're going to have veggie burgers and some pasta with some uh, sauce. Can we just say that you're on this vegetarian <laughs> kick? Not a vegetarian no, kick. You're Thank on this, um, I'm not going to eat as much. But what did we have this week was really good. Because I couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> and it had been one whole month since I had meat. But what did and we I have? And I had half of one steak. I had one and a half steak. <laughs> Well, I really like it. I haven't not made steak for you or anything. I just only am not eating meat myself. When you don't like, um, you know, you had the half steak, I got to have an extra half steak. because I ate half of it. I mean, I went and got expensive steaks because I'm like, screw it. I haven't had steak for a month. I haven't had meat for a month. So one day I made chicken curry because I hadn't had chicken. And then I bought a steak and I ate half my steak. And I'm like, hmm, that was really good, but... I think um, it's wearing off. It's not that appealing. So today we're having veggie burgers and broccoli and some pasta. And we're going to be also... And ice cream for dessert. And we're also going to be watching uh, Celebrity Big Brother, which has kicked off. Correct. um, It's only been on two nights, but I... There's something very fascinating about Big Brother for me, and I just can't me too. say what it is. Not, not, and not just any Big Brother. It has to be the English Big Brother. Correct. Well, Australian was good, but it doesn't... It's that no one's long. done now. Yeah. But, um... English one, for some reason, is something fascinating. It's like... It's like a train wreck waiting to happen. When people say, like, car crash TV, where, like, there's a car crash on the road and people just, for some reason, morbidly fascinated by it. That's the thing. And it's trash TV. Let's face it. It's not... There's nothing redeeming about it whatsoever. No, it's pure entertainment. Pure. And it's funny. And it's usually fun. And sometimes... Um... Poignant. There's all kinds of things that come from those shows. But anyway, that's Celebrity Big Brother. We're probably going to go and watch... Let's just tell them right off the bat. Celebrity Big Brother in the UK. Three Americans shoved in there. Vern Troyer, who is Mini-Me, Coolio, and Latoya Jackson. And that's because we as Brits like to make fun of Americans. (laughs) So let's pick the most weirdest or... Not weird, because they're fine, but they're outrageous, I guess. Last year was... um, What's his face? Jermaine Jackson, the year before last. And then on the farm was Vanilla Ice. One year was... Dennis Rodman. I mean, come on. <laughs> Sylvester Stallone's mother was on there one year. Dennis Rodman, I remember. Yeah, Very yeah. good representation for America. So, uh, that's uh, after the show, episode 51, in the can, as they say. Not in the toilet, in the can. <laughs> um, 
So I want to remind you about the websites. We've got ascoli.com and sidtalk.com. We've also, you can Twitter us up. I think we, on... You can stalk us through Twitter. On twitter.com slash ascoli or twitter.com slash sidtalk. You can follow us and we can follow you. I'll tell you what, if you follow us, we'll follow you. I, I, I see that as the protocol now because speak for yourself I never used to follow people <laughs> but when people follow me I just follow them back now I, d- I don't necessarily read what they have to say but you know <laughs> <laughs> that's a great that's a great invitation you can I'll, you, you must I'll, read what I'll I I'll follow say. you but you know, I'm not gonna I don't give a shit what you're saying I'm just saying it's, it, that's exactly. just, that makes it pointless well I might read what you say like if it's if it's an interesting one on that because I do see everything on my list, everybody, all eight or five. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, we've got the websites. You can Twitter us up. We're on the iTunes Music Store. We're on the Zoom Marketplace. We have an RSS feed. You can listen to the podcast directly from the page. Just click podcast in the navigation at the top. You can read the written reviews on aschoolie.com. Hey, I just had an idea. We want to stress the written reviews. And not the podcast reviews, they're a different... Well, no, I write them. Well, I write the ones... And I write the audio. I write the ones that are by me. That's kind of Correct. obvious. If it says Sid Talk, it's by you. Right, if it and says it's not what we've said. It might be... It's kind of the same. It's not like in this podcast I'm going to say I like it in the written one. I'm going to say it's crap. I'm saying it's just different content. I just thought of a good idea. If somebody wants to email you this week with their top five favorite picks of the movies that we've done over this year, the podcast... Then do so. Then we could uh, see what other people think of the selection of movies that we've been talking about. Yes, yeah, so just go to the podcast link on the top of com, and then you will see a scroll-in page with all yeah, 52. Yeah, the titles all 52. The titles. Well, you'll see the box art, so it's pretty easy to um, right. You know, immediately go, oh, Iron Man, oh. Hulk. Right, oh, so if yeah. you want to send your top five, we're not going to give you anything, but we, uh, we'll be interested to see, I will be interested to see what people like. Yep, um, and you What's can also email feedback to aschoolyaschoolyacom dot com or sidtalkasidtalk.com. No. Oh, you can't email sidtalk. <laughs> I'll give you the email address sidtalkasidtalk.com, but don't email it. You can, but I have a spam filter that I have set up that's so strong. I actually only want mail. I only get so mail. So strong. From, it's so powerful <laughs> that I don't. It's the same one that I use. Yeah, but I mine isn't as strong as yours. It knocks out everything, man. You have, the, you have the pro version. I might look and I have 800 emails and there's no way I'm going to sit there and look. There's so you have the pro version of the Outlook um, spam filler. I don't know what it is. It's strong. <laughs> you know what that sounds like? Bullshit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying it is. I'm lucky if I get the mail that running, I want. Are you running 64-bit <laughs> encryption on your email? <laughs> it's so strong. 65. <laughs> <laughs> So um, I just want to say uh, stay classy until next week. Oh, I'm going to say think for yourself, everybody. Think for yourself and watch all those movies and give us your own opinions. If you don't think for yourself, somebody else will do it for you.